Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back, everybody. Wendy Sellers, the HR lady, and I am here with JC. Aloha. It's a pleasure to be back. We're talking about unique, weird, and even wacky employment laws that you need to know. Before we jump into Ban the Box, I wanted to touch back on something that we, we were talking about um, in the previous session. It was about COVID. And just, yeah. just a quick reminder not to get into COVID too much because I'm sure we're all sick about over it. But if you are still testing for COVID at work, please stop and go to the EEOC's website and make sure that you know that the middle of July, the EEOC clarified some more information. So it's the EEOC, um, just Google what you should know about COVID EEOC and it'll come up to this, oh my goodness, this very, very long page, but specifically go to A.6. And A.6 is an update again from July 12, 2022, that says there are new guidelines. You need to have a business reason to test for COVID at work. So it's okay if you're doing it, if you pass these guidelines. So some of the guidelines are, you know, level of community transmission in that area, in that zip code, uh, vaccination status of employees, accuracy and speed of different types of tests, breakthrough rate for vaccinated employees, again, in that zip code. So for many of you that have multiple locations, you're going to have many zip codes. Uh, transmission, rate, transmission rate in that area, possibility of severe illness, which again, we have to take into account people with illnesses, physical illnesses, ADA issues. Um, if your employees work with those medically vulnerable individuals, whether they are uh, patients, whether they're customers, whether they're coworkers, and then, of course, the potential impact on operations. So please go check that out. With that said, let's jump into some band of box. Hey, hey real quick. You, you're absolutely right, though, that that guidance does give employers updated information to help them keep up with COVID-19 and the workplace. It reminds employers how important it is to keep up with the changes in public health guidelines and be ready to reevaluate their policies along the way. If you don't do anything today, do one thing. Just listen to what Wendy had to say. She's not going to steer you wrong. Not steering you wrong. So banning the box. For, Wendy, what's the box? For for those in the small business community that might not be familiar with the box, what is the box before we have to talk about banning the box? Sure. So the box is um, that good old paper form. It, it's electronic mostly now or on a um, applicant tracking system, but it's the application. So the application to work at your company. Um, in in uh, many um, applications, there's a little checkbox that says, tell me about your criminal history. Have you been arrested? Check yes or no. Have you been convicted? Check yes or no. And so that's the box. First of all, nobody, I don't care where you're located, but in the United States, nobody should be asking, have you been arrested? that it, you could 100% get yourself in trouble. Why? Because an arrest does not mean that you have been convicted. It also could be you know, um, a mistaken identity. 
Unfortunately, those things end up on somebody's criminal record. Um, so you do have to also look at the actual criminal records and then ask questions about it. Um, there is one uh, lady, young lady on Insta I'm sorry, on LinkedIn right now, I was just on her page this morning, that is going viral that she was um, arrested, mistaken identity, um, completely mistaken identity. And it was by a very large company that said Target. It was Target, the, the organization yeah. that said, we're arresting this person for, I believe it was theft. And they had arrested her and, you know, she went to jail and everything and then got out. But she can't remove that from her criminal history now. Right. Yeah. Even like so she's really fighting to say, hey, that wasn't me. You guys know it was me. We all agree to it. You need to help me get this off my record because I can't even get jobs. And it's all over the news because of this. So was uh, was her well, name Alexa Capone confused with I, Al Capone? I'm just curious. <laughs> No, that All was right. not her name. But anyways, I take that little sidebar there just to, to let you know, be, the ban the box, first of all, remove the box about arrest completely. Now, when we get to the ban the box part of, do you have, say, a felony or do you have a misdemeanor? This is what we're talking about. All right, so you cannot initially ask a candidate about their criminal background if your company is located in a ban the box state, county, Correct. or city. And many jurisdictions have banned the box laws that prohibit inquiries about a candidate's prior criminal or arrest history. There are limitations on the types of questions employers can ask job prospects and, in some circumstances, when questions can be asked. For example, regarding their criminal history, in order to overcome the barriers to employment that job seekers confront, typically a checkbox with that yes or no appears next to this question, as she was describing. But all job applicants will be given equal consideration for employment possibilities under these laws. So you can have a box, but you can't base anything on the box. It Would depends right? on the state. Depending on the so state. It, yeah, it does depend on the state. So, for example, um, Arizona is one of the states that says um, state agencies. So private employers, which most of our people uh, that are listening to are probably private. So if you're in Arizona, you're probably okay. But if you work for a state and agency, uh, an employer can ask about a candidate's criminal history after the job application is submitted and and there's initial interview. Okay. So you can't have it on the application at all. Uh, generally, ban the box means nothing on an application. However, once you make an offer, uh, so this is generally, and again, some states are a little more specific, but once you make an offer, you can make a conditional offer of employment. The conditions are based on X, Y, Z. In some cases, it might be criminal um, background. It might be drug testing. It might be um, positive references from whatever to employers and personal references. It might be confirmation that you have these licenses or these certifications. So conditional job offer is um, it's a pretty vague term. You know, I offer you this conditional job uh, based on these conditions. And so the reason they have the ban the box uh, movement is because it has proven to be beneficial to people with the criminal history that you didn't ask for a criminal history up front. 
you love them in the interview, you want to send that you want to give them an offer. I have to have this person on my team. And then you find out later they have a history, whatever it might be. It has been proven that many companies say, no, we want them anyway. So this is really helping employ individuals with the criminal history who have made a mistake at maybe one point in their life. Could have been 20 years ago, could have been five years ago. Um, many employees who do have, many people who do have a criminal history also may be disadvantaged because of other things in their life where they grew up, lack of education, um, and let's face it, other things too, disabilities, race, uh, poverty, whatever it might be. And so that's why these are so, so important. And JC, we keep talking about lack of staff. Well, guess what? Here's the staff right here. Yeah. I mean, how, how many companies that um, give people a chance that have a criminal history, they end up thriving because they are they're thankful and they're not ready to walk out as much as other people as other um come at other companies you know because they're saying hey this company gave me a chance even with my history i'm gonna stick it stay here even though i'm having a hard day taking a trip over to west michigan real quick wendy both detroit and kalamazoo have city ordinances that say contractors who do work for the city that cost more than $25,000 can't ask about criminal records on their job applications for that work. And the Jackson Chamber of Commerce had a huge meeting, talked with its members about hiring people who have been in prison, promoting that as a, a positive effect to bring people on board. Um, employers who are in this situation, banning the box, considering all factors, can that, does this mean that they have to throw background checks out the window, though? No, that does not mean that. It means they just can't ask about it up front. Um, they need to uh, conduct the interview, you know, all of that. And then uh, generally speaking, like California's, uh, you can ask about it after a conditional job offer is made. Uh, let me pick another state. Same for Delaware, District of Columbia, um, Hawaii, after a conditional job offer is made. And even, let's see, Illinois here has employers with at least 15 employees and employment agencies. So if you're using an agency, after the notification of an initial interview, or if no interview is held, a conditional offer. First of all, I would hope you're interviewing somebody before right. you're sending them a conditional offer, but that's a whole other yeah. story. <laughs> different episode <laughs> but, for a different time. <laughs> yeah, so Illinois workers or employers, you know, yours is a little bit different. You have to at least say, I'm, I want to interview you. Um, and I would put that in writing because now you're going to have to prove it. And then you could say, and, and here's some more questions I yeah. need to ask. Um, you know, how do you get around this, JC? This is what I say. You know, I tell uh, my employees, my clients who are, are hiring, let's just put it in the job ad, what our, what our conditions are. Hey, um, because we are licensed by this state or blah, 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 um, these are the things that we are required. We have to do a drug test and this is what we accept and this is what we won't accept. Just saying, for example, you will do a drug test doesn't mean you're gonna accept or decline all drugs, you know? Right. I have a client who said, during the pandemic and it was a healthcare client and they weren't governed by the state or the federal government because they didn't they did not accept insurance it was only a cash pay so they said we can make our own rules we're okay with medical marijuana use or we're okay with marijuana use 
but just not on the job, obviously. So Makes we sense. first started, yeah. So we first started with, um, if you have a medical marijuana card, um, you're going to need to show us that so that when you test positive, that we're going to be able to overrule that. Um, and if you have any other medical condition, we would like to talk to you about that, you know, because some people were trying to get the medical card, but it's expensive. Um, so, Oh, it's not free. They don't give that out for free. It's all about money. It's all about (laughs) money. Um, It's incredibly expensive and it's way cheaper to get marijuana off the street. Um, So, I mean, and so we have to keep these things in mind too. Again, I'm not saying you have to accept, um, you know, drugs in the workplace, but, uh, or in this case, criminal backgrounds. But if we are giving people a second chance, you know, I'm working a lot with organizations and I work with an organization that our whole goal is for second chance employment. And we went down this road great a great deal during the pandemic because we were looking for people who were willing to do jobs that quite honestly, other people didn't wanna do. And so we were looking for second chance employers. And in fact, um, I, again, I don't own anything in this company, but have you ever heard of Dave's Killer Bread? No. It is amazing. Oh, well, I bought it in a store one day and then I'm sitting there reading the package because yes, I'm, I'm the one that reads packages while I'm eating my <laughs> breakfast. And I was just, oh, it was Like amazing. the back of the cereal box in a way, but yes. you, you're reading the bread. I got I'm you. The bread. A majority of their employees are second chance employment. And I just thought it was amazing and their bread's expensive. And I was like, I will buy it anytime because this is amazing, amazing. It's all over their website. They're proud, their employees are proud. Their employees are like, you gave us a chance. We're in it to win it with you. So consider banning the box in your organization. If even if you don't have to by law, but please make sure after you, you know, get off of listening today's episode that you go and just Google ban the box and you can see if your state requires some version of ban the box with that said we were going to be back with episode four shortly and we're going to talk about the best states for workers rights and then of course the states that we kind of mentioned a few a little bit that are um, more prone to protecting the employer Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.